Good morning, Mark, or good evening, Mark. How are you? Pretty good. I just finished eating a super spicy late night meal, so uh, my my entire face may uh, become gradually less red as our talk goes on today. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I uh, I'm sorry about. Um, oh, I, I'm I was late because uh, I don't know just all the stuff going on. But uh, anyway, here we are. Yes, we made it. Um, yeah. So how uh, how were your goals this week, or what were your goals? I don't even remember. I think the goal was to get the boot camp ready for review. Um, I'm still on the exact same page that I was on the last time we spoke, so I did not achieve that goal. But it's not like I haven't been working on that page. I have been working on it for like two hours every day. Um, nice. It's just really difficult to to write. Um, just I don't know. Just some stuff is just difficult to write. That's just you know. I guess Makes it's pivotal. Sense. It's sort of it's it's the marketing. It's the marketing yeah. page. Well, um, we've we've had two weeks too because uh, I missed last one for my birthday. I know. By the way, happy birthday. Thank you much. Uh, 21. No, How does it feel to be 40, 21? 42. What? That's oh the uh, the hitchhiker's guide number. So so you so uh, finally you do have one. the meaning to life. Well, I don't have the question. I think that's, uh, oh, that's yeah. the whole thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good time. I went out with a bunch of my friends and we went to uh, a Ruchao restaurant, which is like a kind of restaurant in Taiwan. Had lots of seafood and veggies and kung pao chicken and beer and uh i was there for like three hours or something uh it was just feast and it was great <laughs> beer and uh and oh beer. yeah yeah they have and lots beer. of beer there well and it because it was like a big group of my friends and it was two of our birthdays and we were you know there for a while uh, some other people at the restaurant realized, oh, there's this whole table of foreigners that speak Mandarin, and some of them also speak Taiwanese, and so they started coming over and cheersing us, and uh, <laughs> it, it it extended the evening. It was, uh, I, I, I would say, they they probably hit the jackpot in terms of uh, foreigners that uh, they don't need to use English with. That's awesome. That's yeah, hilarious. It, was, it was fun. It was fun. Oh, I'm um, glad you had a good time. Yeah, yeah, and. Then uh, actually, I had another outing later after that, also related to my birthday. So I've been basically a hermit for more than a month, and then all of a sudden, this past week, it's just it's been uh, a little bit wild. So and was that with masks or without masks? That was without masks. And so, be, how, um, how would you eat like with you, the you know, like under the mask? That's a, that's a good point. Okay, how about social distancing? Was it with social distancing or without social distancing? No, it was it was like you know like everyone's just six, having a good sixty time. year old Taiwanese guys coming up, be like hey, and like pat me on the shoulder <laughs> and like cheers me. There there was uh, there was no distance at all. Okay, so um, it was yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think there hasn't been a single new case in Taiwan for like. 45 days now oh really yeah 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 so so huh. i mean there were only there were only like 350 ish total ever and most of that because like here it like there were people taiwanese people that left wuhan and came back to taiwan like way at the beginning before anyone had it in the u.s or even europe so like taiwan like got it really quickly but you know the the vice president is an epidemiologist and 
it's you know it's like really competent response and um yeah like it's i i i don't know what's going to happen as far as travel like that's that's the big thing that's a little crazy like one of my friends um french guy who runs a, a site kind of like mine was in singapore for three months visiting his girlfriend and he just came back to taiwan and he's in like a mandatory quarantine now with like the cell phone tracking i told you about a couple episodes ago and so is would, would he be in quarantine in his own apartment or would he be in quarantine in one of like a government facility he so that was actually a big deal um he could be in his own apartment except he has roommates and his room he does have his own room and his own shower but like all the uh it, it would be a kind of a pain and his roommates weren't really in, into that so he's at a, a quarantine facility and he has to pay like ten thousand taiwanese which is like 330 us dollars for two weeks to stay there and they deliver food and he gets like a small stipend now for staying with, there. with that in that quarantine setup is he with other people i mean does does it increase no, his risk no, of getting no. it no oh okay himself. yeah um Wow. Yeah, and, and I think his odds of having it are super low to begin with. Like like in Singapore, they're like the numbers, if you look at like any of the big tracker sites, the numbers did go up a lot and it's kind of a sad thing, but it was all the migrant worker population. Like there, there are a lot of workers from Southeast Asia that that have uh basic you know, they're basically just put into these like company dorms with like, you know, ten or twelve people in bunks in a room. And um, a lot of a lot of those people got sick, and um, there are a lot of quarantines. And I'm sure, like the government responded, and I'm sure, like Taiwan was like looking at this happening in Singapore. I was like, shoot, we gotta. So it really like, is. We gotta about, look at what we're doing. Um, it's about but, proximity, isn't it? Proximity. Yeah, but in Singapore, like they've they also have like very advanced contact tracing and all the things I told you about that Taiwan's doing. Yeah, yeah. So despite that issue the main population has, has had like almost none and i think there are only like three deaths it was like under five deaths total so in singapore so um you know like like the treatment and the handling has been good so my buddy was not very i mean he was almost no like i i if i had a bet i would say there's like a one in a hundred thousand or one in a million chance that he is infected right now but he's got to do the quarantine because he just came in yeah. from abroad. But but the thing some people were talking about is like, when are they going to um, free travel? Like for because he's a he's a permanent resident of Taiwan, which is why he was able to come back. Yeah. But no tourist can come here, and so yeah. like, there are people talking like, are they going to do some so that reciprocal must be... opening up maybe with like. New yeah. Zealand, uh, you know. Does does uh, any like I guess it must be a certain percentage of GDP relies on tourism. Um yeah, tourism like they were trying to grow it in Taiwan. It's never been huge because it's an island. It's it's more difficult for tourists. Um it it's the bigger thing I think is like all the you know the tech conferences and expos and stuff like yeah. that. Right. And, and like those are pretty big and I'm sure there's got to be pressure to start resuming those. Isn't that, as, isn't that tourism or is that, is that close to something different? It's like business conferences, like trade shows and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So 
um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen long term, but you know, uh, like I'm, I'm in this little bubble of stability here where yeah. I've seen, seen no effects, which is, it's got to sound weird to you being in, uh, California, which, uh, has seen quite a few. Uh-huh. And America. And uh, I mean, Just every, in general, the, yeah. the whole place is burning to the ground right now with the I whole know. George Floyd stuff. I know any, um, I mean, first of all, it's it's just depressing because I, I was hearing about similar kinds of stories like as a kid in the 90s and it's yeah. still like the same it's, thing. It still goes on, yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, like it, it's just so messed up for so long. And like I never, I never thought this would still be the same kind of thing happening. And it it also like makes me think about Taiwan, uh, like their political situation here is, is I would say the political, um, environment is also very, uh, it's very charged because, Mm. uh, you know, it's kind of a a delicate balance to keep the status quo as far as China is concerned. And there are, you know, it's kind of like an existential thing every election, and like there, there, there are a lot of organizations, at, like a lot of you know marches, and amazingly, I, I think Taiwan is like both less violent and freer in terms of political demonstrations. It's, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I grew up in the U.S. and I. I I do care for the U.S. quite a bit, but it, it's one of those things where it's really frustrating. Where I, where I was like, you know, here paying, you know, twelve percent of my income to, uh, you know, in taxes, we get like amazing transportation, uh, like public health care, like all these things. And when I was in the U.S., I was paying like forty-five percent, or I don't know how much when I was in California. It was a lot, mm-hmm. and no health care, and yeah. I, well, but there was like San Francisco plus state plus, you know, it was, it was a lot. Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah. I would, you know, I would like ride the BART because I lived in, uh, in West Oakland. I have to ride the BART into San Francisco every day. And I was like, it's like, this is like a really crummy version of the, uh, it's weird. I, I don't understand how they screwed it up so much. I mean, it's the same in the UK. It's like, you know, you, you pay like what, 20% tax or something like that. And you have healthcare and, it's weird. But you it's do just, have it in the UK, but you don't in the US. I mean, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, no, I'm saying UK is the same as Taiwan. Like, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. like uh, I I've, I know what it's like, and it sort of makes me think, what? How did they manage to screw it up? So it's like, much? well, it's like what are they what are they doing with all the resources? <laughs> and it's um, it's frustrating. Well, it, but, it's you know, go to the military basically, right? Any any other, I, I even like the thing that's really maddening and i've heard some about this because my mom's a doctor uh the amount that americans spend like per like the that governments spend in the u.s like state government national government um is more per person than many other countries that have nationalized health care it's just we get less and same kind of thing with education like nobody spends more on k-12 through education but if you look at like the median student uh, it's, you know, the U S is kind of like middle of the road for developed countries. It's not like, uh, it's not outstanding. Like, uh, actually like it is here in Taiwan or would be in Singapore or, 
uh, you know, a number of other places. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those thorny things that I, I hope yeah, we probably better. shouldn't be talking about on our podcast. We can cut a lot of this, I guess. No, it's fine. I don't mind. Yeah. It I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 I said what I think, and I don't think it, it's anything that no. uh, that out there. No, know? no, no. The only reason why uh, the only reason why, and I'm happy, super happy to leave it in. Um, the only reason why is just maybe it's just boring for some people if they come to listen to tech, you know, tech or tech. Yeah. that's the only reason. Not because we said anything incendiary or something like that. But no, I think I sort of think you do have to like acknowledge that. You know, business is different. I mean, the simple fact is, I don't know what's happened to the world, but with George Floyd and with coronavirus, like there's major stuff going on where the the whole system that we participate in, it's just different for entrepreneurs now. Like this, we have to negotiate it, you know? So we have to think about it. So at least we have to mention it. <laughs> you yeah, know? That's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have any expertise in, in any of this just just uh just observations but uh it yeah, is I just yeah it is i mean crazy and, and like like this normally like any other year i would be back there visiting either right now or three months ago i remember um reading that a lot of i think google and a couple of other companies came out mm -hmm. of two came out of 2009 like everything, you know, the whole everything went to shit, right? Ninety nine. You mean? Was it? Was it what? Well, Sorry. Google's. Yeah, yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, yeah so the, the first two thousand and one, the first, which is which was the first bubble. Was that two thousand one? Yeah. 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 So everything went to shit. That was when Boo dot com happened, and then the whole market crashed through the floor, and um, every you know, only a few companies were able to weather it through that. And um, become big companies, and almost it's almost in a sense those companies were forged because of it in a way. Um, and I wonder if anything like that will happen out of the weird situation we're in now. But the thing that I don't understand is why isn't the stock market crashing? Like mm, that I heard makes... your last uh, texting podcast. I thought yeah. that was nuts. <laughs> I, I would not. I would not have been making a leverage bet on the timing of the market. Yeah. Well, glad it glad it worked out okay. But yeah, lots he worked uh, out okay. Yeah, lots of brilliant people have had catastrophic ruin that way. But I'm just surprised that it's not. I mean, I, I guess I know it's because of Trump. He's just, he's um, he's the the showman he, or whatever. He wants. Well, he wants the the stock market to stay up. But there, I think there are a lot of yeah. things like like um, just just in terms of what happens when there's a big shock in the U.S. Mm -hmm it's really different from what you'd see in other countries. Like normally the currency would have already lost a lot of value, but the U S is so big and the, it, like the U S dollars reserve currency. So as a result, like there's a shock in the U S and that actually causes uh, pain elsewhere in the world as well. And then everyone wants to flee to safety, which is the U S dollar. So I mean, I, like it can't go that way forever, but there is this weird uh, counterintuitive thing where uh, instead of the the currency or the capital markets getting worse, they act, like new money comes in as a flee to safety. Mm. Yeah, so that's just it's and, interesting. Yeah, like 
I'm I'm actually yeah I'm I'm actually thinking we are gonna see more inflation, like oh, not, not immediately, but I, th- I think yeah uh, because you, you there's only so much financial manipulation you can do, and if you're not making new stuff, you don't have new stuff. Well, that's what Elon <laughs> Musk know? said. You know, he he said you know there's no. Um, no magic horn of plenty. So you can't just keep on just sort of giving, giving out money and then like at some point the system crumbles. Was that to get his, his factory open or was that just about... No, he, I, he was just talking about the stimulus and yeah, just general stuff. But yeah, I mean, he obviously does want to get his factory open, but... Yeah, yeah. That, that was, so the reaction of that was really interesting to me because the other car factories were opened and they were all way less automated than Tesla. And Tesla had also successfully, you know, reopened their Shanghai factory. So I, I was surprised at how acrimonious that became. Like I, I was surprised that um, there was such a difficulty opening it and then also that, you know, it, it devolved. So a lot of like, uh, Hacker News users, I said this on texting, so you've probably already heard, but I saw a lot of Hacker News users say, I'll never buy a Tesla now. Yeah, know? yeah. And it's, people who said, I was, I, I was a classic Tesla fanboy. I will now, I've completely changed my opinion. I will now never buy a Tesla. Which I, is, I've heard some podcasters say that too. And it's, I think that's a little bit nuts because I, I, I think uh, right. like someone's, like, like he's got a Twitter problem for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I read, I heard somewhere like Indian might've been part of that. I don't know, but, but uh, like Tesla is, uh, that's why, like, that's why Ford and other companies are taking, making electric vehicles seriously now. And even if you buy another electric vehicle, you're probably going to be using batteries or charging stations from Tesla. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's because, I think it's because, um, People have uh, take the coronavirus stuff very seriously, and it it's taking a big toll on people. You know, like I've been a shut in for four months, and so right. then essentially, so people are feeling real stress about that. And then he's and then he's basically saying, no, no, it's 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 all you know, it's not serious. It's, the numbers aren't real, and I think then it's sort of making people feel like, well, wait a second. You know what I mean? I'm taking this seriously. I, I've I've put myself out majorly, yeah. and you're just saying I'm I'm you're, you're essentially saying I'm dumb. I, know, I was uh, yeah. I think so that I, might I be why this. this and I definitely right. disagree with his opinion on that. Like I, I was kind of yelling at people on indie hackers in March, like don't go to conferences in Mexico. Like Cortland was <laughs> like going to a conference, and I was like, what? Like what did Mexico do to you? Like why why are you doing like leaving this place with an outbreak? California at that time. Um, and people are still talking about like South by Southwest. So I, I, yeah, I totally think, uh, yeah, you got to take it seriously. And his, he's, yeah, you, he is way too dismissive. And also I think yeah. there's something about like the way he's wired where he just does not process fear like the normal way, like, like the whole, like the reason why there is a Tesla and SpaceX still when like they, they should have, like a normal entrepreneur would have just been like, okay, I, I just have to sacrifice one of them instead of I'll put 100% of my own net worth back into it and like try to make them survive in 2008. Like, yeah, 
Yeah. Like he's, he's wired, you know, yeah, he, I think he's not wired like a normal person. Um, and I also think that's, that's good for us. Like I'm, I'm happy having, um, more, more eco-friendly vehicles and space flight. That's, uh, you know, reuse also more eco-friendly, like reuse the rocket. Like that, that's good news right now. (laughs) We had, we had, uh, I mean, God, like getting, like getting two people into orbit. Just crazy. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, it's, so much cheaper. Like the thing, the thing about SpaceX that's amazing is like they're putting people, they're, they're basically doing the same things that governments are doing and doing it way cheaper. Yeah. So way, way cheaper. Um, hooray so, for that. Um, so yeah. Um, well, how about you? Okay. So we've that's a good, good preamble. Yes. Good, a, a good, ramble. Uh, in, intro talk. Um, so how about, um, your projects and what's going on with you? Um, let's stuff? see. So two weeks ago, I was sort of productive. I uh, yeah, you you nailed I, it the I, last time we spoke. Yeah, I I, uh, I also had a cool experience. I was uh, watching a different podcast that I like uh, called Does Not Compute. They started streaming on Twitch. Okay, and I uh, I was watching their Twitch stream and then. They initiated a raid on another channel. Did I tell you this before? No. And what does it mean? Okay. So a raid is—it's basically when you uh, are running a Twitch stream, and you end the stream and send everyone to another channel. Okay. So uh, he, their chat—they just started Twitch streaming recently. So it was like a raid where four of us showed up from. Uh, you know, from the end of his podcast over to another channel. And that channel, there was someone who was writing uh, some new app and was using Elixir along with other things. <laughs> and I got the coolest reception I've ever had in my life. He, he was like, uh, like, oh, Alchemist. Oh, you're like, yeah, that, that's the actual Alchemist camp? You know, it's just like, <laughs> uh, it was, it was, that's uh, nice. It was cool. That's awesome. Like just being recognized and, uh, you're a celebrity, uh, man. I, I know, I know that, that people are reading my tutorials and watching my screencasts. So, um, that was, uh, probably, probably led to zero new customers, but it was, it was cool. So I clipped that. Um, let's see. I have been, I've been super good on the physical goals ran four times this week and uh, did uh, a day of lifting as well. So, uh, nice. uh, and last, last week, I, th- I think it was like uh, three and two. So it's like five days of exercise, two weeks in a row. Um, that one's knocked out of the park. The next thing I've, or yeah, actually I, I should add on like another goal uh, on top of that, like focus on health in in terms of like, nutrition which is has been a difficult thing now that this habit's locked in yeah but i feel good about the progress though just like i i just want to go out and exercise most days now well done man that's good not the case six months ago um let's see been working on the contract and then this week i've been pretty bad on getting stuff done for alchemist camp or phoenix igniter basically uh had birthday parties and I, I've gotten too dragged into those books I bought after the Phoenix Igniter launch. Oh, the Rust WebAssembly book, um, a, a new book on Elixir, and then a, a book on like uh, open source 
development and contribution in general. I've read more than half of all three books, and I've, I've been writing a lot of Rust WebAssembly code, but nothing that uh, any of my projects need right now. <laughs> okay. So, well, how about yourself? You're, at least you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. It, well, and I think, I think WebAssembly is going to be a really, really, really big deal. So I, I, I think it, this is like kind of long-term investment, but it's not strategic. It's just like... Ooh, new book. Let me let me play with this. Especially for the for games and stuff, like WebAssembly could be amazing for that, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think for games, I think for a, a lot of like library, like 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 front end library code. I think, oh yeah. Uh, okay. Great. So like, you can hook into it with the front end library. Yeah. So, so, so could could actually, you like interface to regular JavaScript? So let me tell you about the tooling that exists with Rust for WebAssembly. Okay. This is nuts. It's like the, there's, uh, so Rust has this, this tool called uh, Cargo, which is, it's basically, it's kind of like uh, NPM is for, for Node. Or uh, I, I don't know, there's one for PHP too, but yeah, I, yeah. most languages have these. So uh, there is a setup, so you can, you can you know, type in like, I want a WebAssembly, a WebAssembly um, bind gen project and it will just spit out a whole bunch of tooling for you and there's certain um, there's certain command line tools you can run that will uh, that will do the generation of the the front end part of it so so you can write a bunch of code in rust you can define a few interfaces and then uh, like you will it will generate the WebAssembly for you and it will generate the JavaScript that you need to interface with that mm. WebAssembly. Mm. And it'll actually be TypeScript with like really nicely annotated, annotated types and well-chosen ones mm. and classes and things that like fit based on the structure of your Rust program because you know, Rust is so strongly typed, uh, it's got a lot of information to work with when generating the TypeScript. That's pretty cool. It's... Um, does does, Web, does WebAssembly have access to like native stuff in the system? That is, so it's in a sandbox, but there is like there is going to be a, some access. So it'll there'll be permissions, and like you should be able to access someone's USB drive or something like that if they like. like what they what is the it. main use case of WebAssembly versus uh, raw Java? Like, so if if I understand correctly, Web uh, JavaScript is interpreted and then mm -hmm. so it interpret it's interpreted and then it does stuff WebAssembly is much closer to to the to the to the core of the computer the cpu and mm -hmm. so therefore you can get uh like 10x the speed of of, of instructions if you use if you go through WebAssembly. Is, is that correct you can, get, you can get you can get um you can get a, a performance improvement for sure like yeah. is it is it just a small it's, improvement or is it like a, an exponential improvement? It, it, can be really, it can be really significant for some things. So, uh, so what is it? Like, why, do you, why would you choose it? Why would you choose WebAssembly? What kind of app? Uh, Figma is a, or no, yeah, Figma is the one that does it. That's like, uh, it's like Sketch or Photoshop for vector graphics in the browser. That is, yeah, that and makes sense. Their yeah. performance is fantastic, and they they yeah. got a big improvement in performance when they started using a lot of WebAssembly. Okay. Um, 
An another thing that it can be used for is, uh, like, like it, it can be it can be used to take advantage of the fact that it is in a sandbox. Like you can you can write things in WebAssembly and be sure there isn't going to be like a you know whole class of exploits that you could get with JavaScript. Does it also help you with things like, um, you know how uh, when you're working in a, in a browser, you're sort of sharing the time, the time slicing with other tabs, and it can kind of slow things down? Like, that's why you can't write, um, that's why set, set timeout doesn't actually work like you think it works. So you might say, set timeout, you know, ping me in one second. Actually, it might ping you in one point, you know, 1.003 okay, uh, yeah. seconds because some other ta some other thing on the computer slowed it down. Um, I'm wondering, does it does it get you over that problem? Well, no, because if so, first of all, WebAssembly doesn't have to run in the browser. It can run like an Internet of Things. It can run like lots of different environments. Interesting. Um, okay. If if you're running it in the browser, though, your browser is going to be, you know, it's going to be up to the browser to decide when to give what. Processor oh, okay. cycles, right? So it's still so, okay. So, so it's, it's still the same. It's still that kind of thing. But so, so some things you could do with WebAssembly is uh, so WebAssembly is super super low level. It only has four data types, and it's basically like an i like an int thirty two, an int sixty four, a float thirty two, and a float sixty four. JavaScript doesn't have integers, hmm. so anything with integer calculations. Oh wow! You, you've got a big reason to use WebAssembly. Yeah. Uh, an, another thing about it so is... So the signal processing stuff and you know, audio yeah, stuff and yeah. image manipulation and yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's all uh, stack... So it's, it's, uh, uh, it's stack-based and there's contiguous memory. So you can say exactly where in memory you want to put something. Hmm. And it, it gives you a level of control you don't have in JavaScript, which means you can you can make a much smaller program. And I, I told you, um, so, so one of the things in that book was a checkers program. And I, mm -hmm. I, like, I went through that and I made a checkers program that, that was, uh, it included you know, most of the basic rules. No, no AI, but just like the rules for it. And it was only 900 and some bytes. Bytes, like less than one kilobyte, which That's is That's awesome that you're, uh, that you're just totally that's like me getting getting obsessed with uh, with skyblocks and just like <laughs> becoming addicted to gaming and not putting any of my time into, you know, making money work. Yeah, but yeah, I well, get it. I get it. The, Sometimes the you, thing, you need playtime. You need playtime. That's the, the thing. The thing about this, and, and I will I will probably never write anything that big in uh, WebAssembly again because it's so low level. It's it's just ridiculous and it's painful, but having a, a different language like C++ or preferably Rust generate the WebAssembly, yeah. that's great. It's not going to be quite as small as like what I did because you still have to bring in like a, a, a minimal amount of things, even for, for a low language like C++ or Rust um, in order to, uh, to have it, have it uh, uh, functional with WebAssembly, but, but you can make very small, very fast executables. And, and say if you're making a library that, that involves a lot of integer calculations for some reason, um, and maybe all of the users of the library are JavaScript programmers, right? Like they don't know WebAssembly, they don't know Rust, they just use JavaScript. 
if you can make a library that has the exact same interface for the JavaScript programmer, the same JavaScript functions available, and it runs way faster, why not? Right, like, like why, why will most library code not be made with WebAssembly eventually? Yeah, I don't know. So, so it's that makes sense. Like it's, it seems like it's going to happen. And for so, infrastructure with, with the not web, for applications. So, just to be clear, that gets downloaded via the web the same way as JavaScript or HTML or whatever. Your web assemb- your program that runs WebAssembly. Yeah. Uh, so, so you make uh, you. So, you, if you write WebAssembly directly, it would be a WAT file. Okay. Um, but when you compile that, or when you compile Rust or something else to uh, WebAssembly, you have a .wasm file, and browsers hmm. can run that. Hmm. Okay, cool. So it's it's a yeah, it's a fun thing, and maybe I will, you know, maybe next year I'll, I'll actually make a, a tutorial for Alchemist Camp subscribers that's related to it. Yeah. Um. So just moving back to my goals. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sort of I'm in a holding pattern. Um. Like I know exactly what needs to be done. I know exactly how to do it, so I need to finish the boot camp. Um, once the boot camp is finished, then I will launch it on Product Hunt. Um, but also, I need to get some people to review it first. Um, and then, to, you know, the goal is is that um, that will be available for free with once with a one click social login to get mm. access to it. And then, you know, um, there will also be a path to sign up to the academy. Now, it's just taken a lot longer than I thought. In retrospect. It would have been faster to work on Taskflow, um, because because you know what the difference between coding and writing content is. With coding, you kind of can just take fifteen minutes and just work on one little feature, and it's really easy. And it's so you can just sort of quickly context switch into the zone, knock something out, then go back and you know take the trash out or something. But it's really really difficult with content creation, content writing. Really? I mean, I don't know about video stuff. But say what? Really? That's that's kind of surprising to me. I, I just find it so because because with for let, let me just give you an example. So um, you know what I'm working on right now is um, is marketing. So I'm just going to get open this up. Yeah, so basically, I'm working on this lesson, which is market. Pick a market that you can reach and sell to. And the essence of the, the, essence of the lesson is, is that if you, if you pick markets that you are, if you just sort of build something because you think it's cool and you go out and try and make money from it, mm-hmm. there's so many unknowns there. Because right. if you don't know the market, you're kind of at a real disadvantage. But if you know the market, you know, if it's, if it's you, if you are the market, you, it puts you at a huge advantage or if you learn the market really well. And so there's, there's just a lot of things to know about, about, <laughs> about marketing. Like, so you, and I split the lesson up into these three concepts. So first of all, you know, uh, three level ups, you know, one is get the people. You've got to know how to get the people. So, you know, you know how to get the people. You know, you, you, some people, are, you like you, you, you have experience of getting some people, right? A lot of founders just, this is where I see a lot of people get stuck. They just don't get any people. 
they sort of just don't get the people. For, oh my gosh. Yeah. My buddy is like that. I have two friends that made this crazy, uh, well done, like tutorial for people learning TypeScript, like learning to program with HTML, CSS and TypeScript. And they've got like this, like a, a code editor built into it based off of the same Monaco library VS code used. They have like stuff that's like checking their, their code and all. it's just amazing. Like they, they have both of them like worked on it for months and they've made one sale from a person they met at a meetup in real life and like nobody else since, and they get no traffic. It, well, it's I mean, ma- making sales is even more advanced than just getting the people. So, I sort of see the level one of, of like the level up game of, of like being an indie founder is like just level one. Can you get people? Forget about sales, just traffic. Forget about sales, forget about anything else. Can you just get traffic? And there's different, you know, I remember when I started out, like the way that I got traffic was I started by blogging, you know, I put, put some blogs out and then podcasting and then just, just different things, SEO, you know, just practicing different things. That was getting traffic. Was Twitter a big part for you? Twitter, Twitter. I mean, yeah, this, you know. Just all the stuff, okay. All, all, all the stuff. Basically, just getting people, get the people. Now, that, there's a, you know, that doesn't really get you to profit, but at least that's the soil. It's like, without the soil, you can't grow a plant. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's sort of the first part of this lesson. And it's turned out to be quite a big lesson. So get the people. Then the so next what? part. Oh, go on. Yeah. So why is it that you, you need a bigger chunk of time for writing the lesson than you do for programming? Uh, well, okay. Um, the, yeah, so that was what we were talking about. But yeah. I, want to get back, I want to get back to this. The okay, reason, okay. Well, in fact, that's kind of what I'm saying. So the reason is, is so with get, uh, there's these three sections to this lesson. One is explaining to get the people. The next one is, yeah, okay, so now you know how to get people. Well, you've actually got to get the right people if you want to make money. So you've got to get the right people that you can um, communicate with, that you know how to communicate with, that you understand. And then the last part is get the right people and then sell them the right thing. So then that's about um, you know learning from them and understanding what they want to pay for. And the reason why it takes a long time is because... Um, with each one of these things, I'm trying to think of like analogies. Like I hate the idea that someone could read this and not, and not then deeply understand it and have it as a mm-hmm. new engine. And so I'm trying to think of like really good stories and analogies and different ways. So can I, can I give you an example? Read one to you. You, yeah, can, yeah. you can cut it out if you feel it's too long. So it, this is in the, um, this is basically, uh, a store uh, in the level up to get the right people. So what I've done is I've written this story. So I'm saying, okay, this is a you story. (laughs) Take a deep breath, close your eyes and imagine you've already created a successful product business. What a great feeling. In fact, you've been so successful at building your business that Andrew Warner from the mixed G startup podcast has, has invited you onto his show. He's interviewing you right now. Andrew says, Hey man, thanks for coming on the show. I've recently been looking forward to the, I've really been looking forward to this interview. I love what you've done with your business. I'm a huge fan. Um, I know it was a long time ago, but if you can recall, what was the most critical decision you made in those early days? What one piece of advice would you give to the wannabe founders listening to this show right now? You. 
yeah, Andrew, it was a long time ago, but you know, there is one thing I remember. I remember feeling really good about picking a market I could reach and sell to. It just gave me such a boost to work with people I already understood. Andrew, oh, interesting. Well, tell us more about that. I want to hear all about it. Tell us, tell us in ways that could help our listeners. You, and, and this is essentially the, the lesson here. Well, all right, and all right. this, this, this part right here. So, well, Andrew, I'm a very creative person. My passion is to write stories. I just had a hunch that if I sold to other creatives like me, it would make my life easier. Boy, was I right. When I was looking for those first 10 customers, it was super easy to find them because, well, I was already in a Facebook group of writers. When I wrote marketing pages and email copy, I knew what to say. I just imagined what someone would need to say to sell to me. And to be honest, solving a problem for people I liked turned out to be a really good strategy because building a business is hard. And there are a lot of times I might have just thrown in the towel if I didn't have that connection. So do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's yeah, it's see. just like it's like I don't know. You got to you got to think of a way to say this thing, and mm-hmm. a way that's to say it that sort of feels easy to read, and it just imparts the information without sort of pontificating, as it were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess stories stories are pretty powerful, like both for helping people remember and also uh, just the the impact from it, as opposed to. Uh, you know, just a paragraph telling people what to do. Exactly. So th- I've got like three or four stories on the page and trying to make the stories interesting. And um, I just really want to get the information across. Now, I don't know if what I just read is too much to, to leave in the show. Feel free to cut it out. But that's why uh, it's taking it's, a long time. I think that's it's fine. It's we, we, this, is our, this is our aimless rambling show. So know, right? it's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh We've often got more stuff to to share about what we've done. Um, do you mind if I go to screen share? Yeah, go for it. All right. So I I want to I want to go a little bit meta here. I'm gonna share my desktop. Can you see it? Uh, yes. All right. So the uh, the podcast. You were saying there's no there's no. Uh, listening growth and I, I think there is like we're getting this oh, is you just heard the me last, say that on texting yeah i did this <laughs> although although i also saw a commenter actually i'll, I'll show everyone the commenter um, yeah he looks he, he was really like, hard for he it. was like justin i couldn't find it like yeah. there's no link anywhere um yeah and then he sh- he put up a link so we we have but, we but have uh, even the link he put up isn't actually right but um yeah it's not well, it's, it, it goes to the YouTube channel, but it doesn't go to, um, you know, iTunes. Oh, that's fine. Every, every yeah. single YouTube channel or every single YouTube episode, like full episode, has a link to iTunes. You know what would be so cool? Could you imagine if we actually had a website? Oh, I'm, my I'm, gosh. I'm working on it. I, I that am would be actually, incredible. <laughs> so I, I, have, I have made progress there. I've, I've, uh, I've done a fair amount of coding on the Reactor site. And the and like, thing that that sucks and that I will probably never do again this way. It's just that I, I chose to build on a version 0.4 library with breaking changes like every, every few weeks. Um, but it, it's, it's close. I, I think fingers crossed next week I'll have a site out. And then after I never that, realized how difficult it was to like have a product. Cause this is a product, I guess where you can't say, go to reactor dot 
FM or reactor.am or whatever. Like AM. AM. AM is the one that we have. Reactor.am. Yes. <laughs> like it would be so easy to just be able to say, yeah, it's reactor.am. Yeah. You know, well, the why iTunes, don't we just do a redirect? Link is what I share. I, I just share the iTunes link everywhere. And once we have the site up, then it will generate SEO itself. Because that's why don't we do a redirect to reactor.am redirect to uh, whatever, you know, the channel or whatever. I, cause I mean, there's no need like sending people to the YouTube channel is also good. Like uh, more subscribers there. Like YouTube has its own network effects and flywheel. So can I mention a need? Hmm. Um, one need I have is I'm on texting and I want to tell people where to go. And I've got, I don't have anything to say where if I could say, Hey, go to reactor.am. They type that in. Then it redirects. Yeah, yeah. It either shows our website or redirects them to the YouTube or whatever. To the YouTube, I would. Yeah. Okay. I I would just say, hey, go to the iTunes link, but uh, like but we, we can we can set that up. Okay. Or or just like wait a week or two and I'll have the site up because it, it uh, is very close. Okay, but you have. I mean, you've been saying that. They keep updating the library, but but I don't, I don't care. No, the thing is, I last video I was like, okay, I'm updating. Now it's version zero point ten point whatever, and this is the last update. So, um, so what this, what are you showing me right now? This is like, what is this? This is the, okay. This is the last two months. This is the listens and the different colors are people listening to different episodes. So wait, see like when a new one comes out. Like, so on that, so go back. So on that one. Mm-hmm. Oh really? So that's so, yeah. all the episodes. So yesterday, how uh, big can that list grow? Or a few couple days ago, uh, twenty six people listened to "Everything Is Terrible." Four people listened to "My Bank Account Closed During the Pandemic." Three people listened to "Getting Past Flow and Doing the Layer of the Market." So uh, the the typical show is getting about twenty views or twenty listens, not on Google Play, not on Spotify, but twenty listens tracked through this, which means they went to iTunes uh, in the first week or two. That's, that's a typical episode. Then over time they get more and it seems like they max out around 50 ish. Although I expect that'll go up as we, we get more. The total amount of listening has definitely been increasing. And well, still I didn't, I didn't get, well then again, we don't have an actual active email address that works. Okay. Oh, that's that's if, true. If you yeah. listen to this and you want intro music, send an email to jv at vip dot ie. I will create intro music if, let's see, at least five people do that. Jv Ooh, at right. vip dot ie. And Mark, you're not allowed to tell any of your friends to do that. Oh no, no, no. So if you see one from uh, Liam, just throw that one away. Because he's a fan who found you for me. <laughs> um, sorry, Liam, but we, we appreciate your support. No, I definitely, know. Li- definitely no, comment Liam can do it. Up. Liam can okay. do it. It's, okay. it's, it's just that you can't actually cajole them. I, to I won't. Yeah, no, I won't. Yeah. I won't make a video on Alchemist Camp telling him to. But you did <laughs> yeah. just give me an idea, which is the other thing I wanted to show off is I have started making a new kind of video on YouTube, okay. and this is clips. So. Yeah. I made this 59-second clip about using MacVim and why it's great for, uh, you know, why why I love it and why it's horrible for screencasting. And you took and it from our show. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I made a bunch of clips out of our show, like the clip where you first talked about doing task flow, like the genesis of, of that project, a clip about uh, um, various stuff, like what you think about finding new users, uh, us talking about Flash. So I, I think those clips are also starting to have a good effect. There's a, there's a two-day lag on YouTube statistics, but you can see our... Uh, our views have been very, very low on YouTube. And with the clips, like they've gone up quite a bit, like 20 people almost watched that Vim one. That's cool. Yes. Well, Vim so, one is the kind of, is much more actionable than, than the other stuff. So, you know, that not, kind of stuff though. is pro. It's not actionable. All it is is like Mark can do stuff with Vim and likes it, but <laughs> screencasters don't like to watch that. And then you're like, oh, so what do you do? I was like, I use VS Code because everybody does. <laughs> and that, that's all there is to it. Okay. But um, it's a small ask, right? Because like if you're doing a whole you know, hour-long episode, like that's, that's a big ask of someone to watch that whole video. Whereas if it's just like, oh, let me see, what, let me see how task flow started. It's just a few minutes. I'll watch that. So wait, you know? our channel got 96 views in the last 28 days? I, it did. It did. That's and two new good. subscribers. We actual to, subscribers? How many yeah, subscribers? Yeah. Only 12. 12. Yeah. And we don't even do that thing where we say, smash that like button. No. Click the no, big red uh, subscribe no, and the a, bell <laughs> to get notified. And, and also notice that uh, we, we're not even doing that thing where uh, I make a reasonable thumbnail. Like these are just auto-generated. Oh, we're not even doing that thing where you pick a title that, that like, is SEO optimized. Um, I don't think that... I think the optimization on YouTube is actually to make a title more people will click on. Oh. And there, there is an SEO analog of that. Like, if you make a site title or a page title that more people who see that in a list of Google search results will click on, then that moves it up the results. So the... Uh, I think it is kind of good to have your name in this, because at least right now, because people who find it are finding it through you or me, and okay. you know they'll click on it. But as it gets bigger, that may change. Like as it gets bigger, then maybe you know you do want a you know one totally unfair trick that marketers <laughs> hate. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's that's so, right. That's the way. It anyway, goes. that's all I've got to uh, to share. So yeah, so uh, it's like, it's just sort of treading water for me and just, um, you know, it's just going to take however many weeks it takes to get it done and get it out there and then start seeing the results. And to be honest, the only reason why I'm doing the boot camp is just to sort of get nugget into a state where I can then just, you know, move back to task flow and really focus on it. So I have, I have an idea you're going to hate. Uh-oh. Is there a like a minimal slice of the boot camp that you could do, like the a pre boot camp? Well, there was, but I kind of missed that opportunity. Basically, I could just grab um, like the six let because remember it was through working with Matteo, and then he became a Nugget customer, and he's now doing really well. By the way, um, I've, I've, I am working with a couple of people who who are doing doing interesting stuff that didn't come in through the regular nugget channels and they are 
they've sort of gone through the first few layers of indie founder um, level ops. So they know how to get traffic. They know how to do a bit of marketing, but they haven't quite got to that point where they, they're making good revenue. And so I think I might be pretty helpful for those kind of people. Um, so yeah, I've been working with them and it was, it was as a result of sending him like the six or seven lessons that the whole bootcamp idea yeah. came about. Yeah. So, so to just push you a little bit harder, like wasn't the motivation for the bootcamp that nugget itself was very detailed and deep in one thing at a time. So you wanted like a, a, a shallow starting point that gives you an overview quickly. Yes. Um, and if you get really, uh, if you get really detailed on the overview pieces and make them, but you know, it isn't really detailed. It's like okay, each, okay. each, it, let's just say, re- I mean, I would have thought that really detail would mean that it would take like 30 minutes to read a lesson or something hmm. like each, each lesson of the boot camp, you can read it in like five minutes. Oh, okay. That's not bad. You know, yeah, never mind. Like, w- like what I just read, what I just read to you was just, you know, like a section of it. I mean, how, I don't know how long that took. What, like, was that like a whole seconds? lesson? No, that wasn't a whole lesson. But that was like, okay. that was like thirty seconds of. I mean, that probably took about. Even though I know it felt like an an eternity, it probably took about thirty seconds to read it, and that's just like, you know, a, a fifth or something of the lesson. So it's just taking a long time to, for me to write it because it's, just, it's exactly the same way when, when, when I design a UI. I mean, don't you, mm-hmm. I mean, don't you find this like to get to simplicity takes a shitload of work, you know, like simplicity is really difficult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, like how you, you've got to think through all the different permutations and go, yeah, this one button does, does all those things. And you got to go, but even just to get to that button, even just to believe that that single simple button could be used and useful, you've got to go. You got to go through a lot of stuff first. Do, do you ever experience that? Uh, yes, to a degree. Although I, I would throw a huge caveat in there, which is I am not uh, as into design as you are, or at least I haven't. You know, I haven't had as much experience in it. Or time put into it because when I was working as you know like a, an employed engineer there was always someone else making those decisions so I was just making you know making whatever design they they had already come up with into same works a, for a function a page yeah so, so, okay so the same idea works for a function so you start off and you you know you just start jamming out code and you just write spaghetti you know and then you sit back and you look at the spaghetti and you go well wait a minute that could actually be elegant if I did if I did this, and then you can kind of get rid of half of it because you make it more elegant, and then mm. you just sit back and you're like, you know what? That could actually be more elegant if I did this, and then you cut it down, and then finally you've just got like just a small function. I do, I do do a lot of uh, a lot of rewriting yeah. with code, and and I think design I, I'm I'm sure I would if I put more time and effort into UI. So it's it's one of those things where I, I think a more mature product needs more of it. Uh, and, and at the very beginning, you know, I was just trying to get a screencast out here and there. And then, and then, you know, like my, my focus has moved to, you know, email writing and 
other other kinds of things. And I've got to make a UI pass through all of Alchemist Camp at some point, but haven't uh, haven't hit that yet. Mm. But yeah, so that's why it takes me a long time because I start with big concepts and try a big spaghetti, and then just try and refactor it and try with and your writing it with the writing. Yeah, yeah, and and with the design and with code. I'm uh, yeah, I'm just not very good at one like one of my let me just say weak points is thinking of the elegant solution as the first one. I, I'm much better at like a lot of effort at polishing and then getting to an elegant solution. Yeah. So uh, that's sort of where I'm at. And um, hopefully by this time next week, we'll be closer to the review or the release. We'll see. Yeah. So what are the goals? Uh, same goal as the last few episodes to Launch get the boot camp ready well to a state where it can be reviewed <laughs> and then once i get it reviewed um and get a few people with some kind of weight um, behind them to say yes it's good then launch yes it. i i will try to help you out with that oh i would appreciate that yeah yeah um okay so my goals are on the health side, uh, I think uh, this may be dangerous, but I'm not going to set any exercise goal at all. I, I think I've got that to where it's it's pretty much just self-sustaining. So how about so, just just goal of like not drop it, not going down, just just staying the same. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. But but I, th I think my my main health goal this week is just going to be uh, eating better. Yeah, and. The, uh, the way I'll quantify that is uh, um, I'm going to, let's see, I'm not going to be counting my calories. I'm not going to be doing anything like that, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to basically make an attempt to cut out all junk food six days out of the next. Oh, wow. Time. Yeah. Okay. And junk food I, I define as, you know, processed junk, uh, I wouldn't count like, uh, you know, meat or uh, um, like a, a whole grain, anything, or uh, you know, water or coffee or anything like that as junk food. Yeah, so, sure. Yep. I've, I've people know uh, what junk food is. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Well, some people are like, ah, you know, that you you had a kiwi fruit which is full of sugar. That's junk. What? It, uh, <laughs> that I, makes no sense. There's there are all kinds of beliefs on this, but I'm I'm basically basically okay. Here's my here's my new 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 definition. Nothing that anything that my great grandmother or her equivalent cohort in Taiwan would not have recognized as food. I'm going to call junk food. Okay, that's so good. That's uh, that's the health goal, and then on the productivity goal, I'm going to. Focus on Alchemist Camp. I'm gonna gonna put out two videos. One free, so you're not gonna, which should be, which should be the last the one. Well, that 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 is gonna be the website video. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So okay, great. Um, maybe there will be a few things I've still got to get done on the website, like uh, uh, stuff that's not gonna be in the video, like something auth related or setting up chat. But um, I. All right. So goal number three. Is, is get some version of the website launched that includes people being able to you know, create their accounts and log in and leave comments. Okay, sweet. 
Nice. All right. Well, uh, we've been going for a while. I think that we could call it. That we could call it. Sounds uh, sounds good. So, talk to you next week. Yep. See you then. Ciao. Later.